Welcome to another Retire Notes podcast about preparing for retirement. I'm Bruce Manners, the author of Retirement Ready and founder of the retirenotes.com website. Today I'm in conversation with Paul Woodward, or Woody as he's known. He's a retired teacher who spent 29 years working at a high school as a music teacher. Music remains an important part of his life. Hey, thank you for being with us, Woody. My pleasure. So what drew you to music? I come from a musical family. Mum was a beautiful alto singer. Dad played a number of instruments through the time, clarinet, baritone in a brass band, but particularly the alto saxophone. I have a sister, my older sister plays the pipe organ. Uh, She's classically trained. um, That would be a bit of a rarity. Oh, yes. She was very, very lucky to be trained by the Hobart City organist, John Nichols. Uh, That was a real, a real special thing. And she's taken her abilities right across Australia and teaching others and performing. But I have a brother who's also a um, classical and jazz guitarist, and uh, he's really, really a great musician as well. So you started music because you felt left out of it? No, Mum insisted that we all start. Oh, you had to do it. (laughs) Mum insisted that we all had to learn piano. Yes. Which I did for a period of time, and I don't regret that. Pam went on with it. I chose other things. I started on a ukulele, Mm -hmm. which led to the guitar, but I was also playing recorders and melodicas and all of those things. And But then I started singing. Someone invited me to join in the church choir, and I said, oh, I couldn't do that. And they said, no, come on, we'll show you how to do it. And it was the best advice. From there, it went into ensembles and then male quartets. Mm. And then when I went to university, I, I joined the symphonic choir. And okay. that really built my love for vocal choirs and a cappella music. I just loved it. It was in later in life that I took up with brass instruments. We transferred back from uh, a period of time in Western Australia and I was invited to join the local brass band and they wanted me to go on a tuba. But when I went to uh, collect the tuba to have a go at it, they said, oh, actually, we need a trombone. So they gave me (laughs) (laughs) trombonists. So they handed me the trombone instead. Yes. And uh, we have photos of my two little boys at the time, probably about three and four, sitting alongside playing air trombones while Dad was practising up and down the scales on the trombone. But Do you force your children to play music? No. No. No, they took it up themselves. They, they both started on pianos. Yes. My eldest son did percussion as well, and then when he left school... He decided he wanted to learn bass guitar, and so he took up bass guitar. He was trained by Tommy Emmanuel's bass player. Okay. So, you know. Pretty distinct. Oh, yeah, yeah. And my other son did flute. He was, again, trained by a really, really good teacher, and uh, they just loved playing ensembles together on flute. It was just beautiful work. And then one day he came to me, Dad, he said, I want to learn another instrument, and I needed a bass trombone for for my band. (laughs) Yes. And I said, here, have a go at that. And two weeks later, he's playing the bass trombone, blowing the back end off the thing. I thought, you rotten kid, it took me seven years to get to that <laughs> level and you've done it in a couple of weeks. <laughs> but he'd been he'd been blowing away on instruments all the time that, that I was yes. learning as well. So, yes, you can take up an instrument later in life because there's the proof of it. Yes. Okay. And um, a couple of years ago, he said, oh, I think I'd like to learn another instrument. Now, mind you, he's already playing the flute, the piccolo, and he can play the trombone. So he decides to have a go at the saxophone. 
And as so, you do. At, well, as you do, and being six foot six, he decided he'd take yes. up the baritone saxophone, the biggest of the lot. <laughs> well, he's tall enough to handle. Well, four weeks later, he's got a saxophone quartet playing around the countryside. So, just fun. So, what's in it for you, the music? Oh, where do you start? It's a relaxation, first of all. Yes. Because I, I do a lot of arranging. I have my own big band now, even in Moritong. Mm, I have a big mm. band, an 18-piece yeah, big band. You haven't stopped, have you? No. Oh, no, no. And I really enjoy the creativity that comes from writing arrangements and creating different colours and textures mm. like that and making the pieces a challenge. You know, if they mm. say, oh, this one's a bit boring, well, then I'll go home and I'll write a really hard part for them, you know, yes. which is a whole lot of fun. Yes. I enjoy the creativity of it. I yes. enjoy the fact that we can all get together and make music and have fun. Yes. And it's very rewarding when you hear the whole process all come together. Sure. And hear the full picture of it. What did you find working with children? What was the advantages that they got out of music involvement? Look, it's a universal language. It speaks to children who have learning disabilities. Okay. There's a lot of research that's been done on that. They may not be able to say much, but they will communicate through music and particularly rhythm. Mm Mm-hmm. When I was in Western Australia, I was principal of a primary school and I went down the road to the local high school and we established, it was a boarding school, we established a choir there. Okay. We had people who said, oh, you shouldn't be using the year 12s in the choir. It's going to affect their academic progress. Yes. We kept the stats and at the end of the year, every one of those choir kids achieved better than any the rest of the school. They were in the top 10%. And a lot of them were in the top 10% in the state. Okay. Sort of shot down the argument that it's, uh, that you're going to be in some way hampered by taking up an extracurricular activity like that. Mm, Or singing. Mm. The benefits on that far outweighed it. And I think because it's a discipline, it helped them to manage their study program as well. Yeah. Plus the enjoyment they had out of it. Yeah. Does the same thing happen for adults? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It's been proven scientifically that it can help to protect ourselves from mind-related diseases such as Alzheimer's and dementia. Mm-hmm. It's setting up the neural pathways, make them much stronger in the brain. Yes, yes. Uh, that's, that's a scientific fact. There's a number of studies that have shown that. Yes. In, For example, in the University of South Florida, adults aged between 60 and 85 are given piano lessons, and six months later they exhibited improved memory, yes. verbal fluency, Information processing skills and other cognitive functions are improved. The proof's out there. Yes. I've never been a singer or a music player. Does listening to music give you some advantages as well? I find that a hard one because oh, okay. I, I, I really enjoy, thinking about this for myself, I really enjoy listening to music. Yes. Really, I get a lot of satisfaction out of it. But mm. if I listen to the same piece a number of times, I find I start to analyse it. Now, this is just me. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm figuring I don't have the same skill set. <laughs> no, well, see, I start listening to the structure and the, and the, yes. the tone colours and the themes and how it's all worked through. Now, that's getting at a fairly sophisticated level, which is going to come because of my background. Mm. Mm. But just to enjoy, I mean, I'll have music put on in the background when I'm working. Sure. But then I'll stop and think, oh, I've got to listen to that little bit, you know. That's just what, how, how I am. So when you go to a concert, does it sometimes annoy you that it hasn't gone as you would have liked to have no, gone? No, no, no. I respect the creative process that's gone into. I respect the ability of the of the performance. Sure. And I just want to listen to what they can do. Sure. And, and I listen to a, a broad range of music and I enjoy it all. Yeah. So 
people getting involved in music, that's good for them? Oh, yes. Yes? Yeah, on so many levels. Yes. First of all, it's the fun level. Yes, yes. Secondly, it's the social interaction, and then you've got the intellectual growth that goes through. It's the sense of community. Hmm. It's the, the pride that comes from creating something together. Even a thing like the Choir of Hard Knocks. Yes, yes, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Who would have thought to take on a project like that? You'd better describe who would. Oh, these the are choir. folk who were in some way disadvantaged, yeah. either mentally, physically, socially, and the leader got together and just called all these people from all walks of life, mm. and they'd never sung in a choir before, trained them to sing in harmony, Mm. and to present their songs, and of course the impact of it, what it did to them socially, what it did to their self-esteem, yes. was just amazing. And they're known, they're known all across Australia now because of that. A lot of folk join community choirs. They're really, really good, good outlet for them, and um, they look forward to the opportunity to, to be able to perform and present their music. So what about people without skills who want to join a choir? Is that a possibility? Yeah, it certainly is. I've had young people who, to all intents and purposes, could not sing a note. And at the end of 12 months, I've had them singing the bass solos. Okay. I've heard their voice and said, you need to be in the choir. You know, they're one of these really big, deep, low voices. You need to be in the choir. Yes. Oh, I couldn't. You come, I'll teach you. And so I say, right, now sing this note. And we find it on the piano. And just just sing a sound for me. And Mm. we find the note. And there you go. You can sing that note. All right. Now see if you can lift your sound up a little bit higher. We just do some exercises and things to show them how to say, right, you now can sing that note. Now, see if okay. you can sing this note that I'm playing. Take your voice down a bit lower. Can you hear that? Now you've matched it. There you go. That's it. You can sing that. And I've done that, and I've done it for two brothers, six foot 29 or something or other. <laughs> great. But both of them had fabulous bass resonance in their voice, and I thought, boy, if we could teach them to sing, and both of them, at the end of 12 months, they were singing solos. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, you can do it. You can do it. it. Okay, okay. I heard you had a choir where you invited anybody to join. I did? Yes. Was it a mess? No. We made the offer for people to come and sing, even if they've never sung in a choir before, because that's how I started. I walked past a choir that was rehearsing. Yes. And someone said, come on, Paul, come and sing in a choir. I said, oh, no, I don't know how to do that. They said, no, come on, we'll show you. Yes. And so they sat me down, and I must admit, my voice was breaking at the time. I didn't know whether I was going to be a tenor or a bass. And there's one piece of music to him, and if ever I hear it, I automatically sing the bass line because that's the only part I know. I learned yes. it off by heart, yes. just that bass line. They got me going. They got me singing in harmony. Yes. And within probably 12 months, I was singing in men's quartets, you know, like barbershop really? quartets. Yes, yes, yes. And then I, I sang in some, um, in some madrigal groups, mm-hmm. you know, Really interesting sort of music, and that, of course, that led on to when I did voice training and I, I sang in the symphonic choir. Wow. Yeah. Let's get back to that choir. You, you ah, said okay. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I, well, I, I want to know. This. I want to know who came. Yes, and did it work? That experience worked for me. Someone just said, "Come and have a go." Yes. So I let it be known we were going to start a choir. We we're going to sing at the Spring Festival. Mm. Anybody that wants, you come along, we'll find out what part we think you can sing and we'll teach you how to do it. And on the day of performance, we had 70 people singing in the choir. The youngest was eight. Yes. The oldest was 80. 80. 
8080. 80, yes. <laughs> and they had an absolute ball. We actually did the program twice, and at the end of the first session, yes. we had some of them nearly in tears thinking, oh, it's all over. Oh, no, we've got another go yet. We can do it again. <laughs> so this year when I announced that we'd like to, we'd like to do it again, they all turned up. They all it was turned great. up. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, one more question for you. What role should music play as we get older, in your mind? Well, it's a relaxation, first of all. A lot of people yes. just use it as for background. Mm. I can do that to a certain level, but because of my background, I analyse, which is fine. That I get enjoyment from doing that. Sure. Right? If people got a chance to create or play music or be in an ensemble or in a choir, I really think they should do it. You've only got to go, for example, to a retirement village, mm. and I take my big band there, and we start playing a couple of the oldies. Yes. And they're writing, they're singing the way to their hearts, they're up there dancing in the corner. The funniest thing we ever saw was I took my concert band, school concert band, to a retirement village in Canberra. And uh, we were playing in a hall and there was a big open doorway beside us and there's a little old fella shuffling along with his walking frame. Yes. And we were playing Alexander's Ragtime Band. Ba-da-da-da, ba-da-da-da. All of a sudden, he lets go of the, the walker frame. He does three, four dance steps and suddenly re- realises, grabs his frame and kept on <laughs> shuffling up there. Oh, but it was a funny thing to see him. He yeah. just forgot where he was and he yeah. just went for it. That's, yes. that's the power. That's the, the beauty of music. But it's wow. a creative force. It's a, it's a social thing. It's a, I think it boosts your immune system. Yes. Because you're, you're thinking positively all the way through it. There's so many, so many blessings, so many yeah. rewards for, from it. Yeah. Good. So we all should ingest yeah. or perform yeah, get in, in some way. Yeah, get involved. Yeah. Look, you can do it even simply. There are a lot of groups, for example, at very simple drumming groups. Okay. In fact, they even bang out rhythms on walls in buildings. Yes. But, I mean, you don't have to be able to read music to do that. As I say, just drumming groups, then you have ukulele groups, then you have ethnic instrument groups, and then you have community choirs and all those things. Lots so, of ways that people can be involved. Plenty of ways to be involved. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. well done. Thanks, Woody. I've been talking to Paul Woodward, who keeps playing music in his retired life, and he recommends it to others. And thanks to you for listening to this RetireNotes.com podcast. Retire Notes.